other planets have an up north. Ah, I shouldn't have uh, podcasted with you last time. Now I am the sick one. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, I transmitted my cold via electromagnetic interference or something. The power of Skype. So <laughs> good, you can get other people sick. That's right. It, wouldn't, it actually wouldn't be surprising if um, Skype was so full of bugs that it could give you bugs as well. hey Oh. Aren't they so owned by Microsoft? Funny. Yes. <laughs> Microsoft owns them. Enough yep. said. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Microsoft's strategy this time was just wait until they get to version 3 and then buy it instead of developing <laughs> it in-house three times before they get it somewhat okay. It's too bad it's been branded so well because I'm sure they're just itching to change the name to something like Bong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. It's either it's either that or uh Windows Audio Call Phone Mobile 7. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Even even as you said it, Windows Call Phone. I can't even repeat it, but it, it's even the way you did it. Like you can't even make an acronym out of it, which is totally Microsoft, right? <laughs> right. Dude, I'm totally gonna whack you tonight. So be at your computer because I'm gonna whack you tonight. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Skype manages to do it despite the fact that the only vowel it has is silent and sitting at the end. But <laughs> <laughs> all right that's our show in language thanks for watching there you go bye everybody <laughs> <laughs> shortest montreal sauce ever <laughs> we decided to reduce the show length by two orders of magnitude nice yeah yeah so uh what was i gonna, i was just gonna say i i was listening to some podcast recently and uh boy they're real classy the way they uh introduce themselves at the beginning <laughs> and then they go off the rails for an hour and 40 minutes right right yeah i've been listening to the the flop house the um, flop house and they review movies so oh, okay cool um it's but they go off topic it makes me feel good about our show for sure <laughs> <laughs> Like, they have a topic, but then, like, ten minutes yeah. later, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're supposed to be talking about After Earth, not uh, <laughs> Ronald D. Moore's pimples. So, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I spotted so, a, a list of, uh, like, the top, like, ten podcasts of the year, and I saw we were absent, and I was like, well, let me hear what these guys sound like. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously bizarre that we were absent from that list, but yeah. But even so, I was actually looking at the um, uh, just out of curiosity earlier tonight. I went into Amazon S three to like pull down the reports um, to tell me um, roughly how much bandwidth has been used, and suffice it to say, uh, I'm still not paying Amazon anything for the actual <laughs> bandwidth. Um, I'm still, I still qualify for their free tier for bandwidth. The only thing I'm paying for is the domain name still. I think I've said this a couple times on the podcast. Um, but I was surprised in, I was still surprised with the amount of traffic that Montreal sauce is, uh, is pushing. It's, it's, 
Um, it's in the it's measured in the gigabytes per month, which I thought was uh, impressive. It's still not enough to hit an actual um, data like transfer charge with Amazon, um, but it's still uh, a decent amount of traffic. Well, I mean. We're probably it's the holidays, right? So there's a bunch of people looking for like <laughs> syrup from Canada yes. as gifts. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're just showing up in a bunch of people's accidental, like they're searching Google instead of Amazon, and <laughs> right and they hit and they hit uh, Mon- the Montreal Sauce podcast, and they're like, I don't know what this is, and they just move on. We should probably put a big Amazon affiliate link to like some kind of maple syrup just at the top. <laughs> like Ooh. we think you were probably looking for this. I like that idea. <laughs> It'll earn more than any sponsorship of the podcast ever would. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like uh that's that's something we haven't heard of on the internet yet, but uh we need to be like master hackers and hack like Google to the point where you know, we're not gonna do anything malicious with google we're not gonna like you know force you know anything down anybody's throat we're just gonna hack the i'm feeling lucky button to always take people to montrealsauce.com <laughs> <laughs> that's weird i was searching for diabetes info nice we might have a relevant uh, episode on that coming up <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah. yeah nice Thank it you. is that's that's uh it's true because uh i now that i have canadian healthcare, that's uh what the doctor told me is uh my fat american ass has diabetes so hmm. there is a future episode coming yeah there you go yeah he just he just looked at your your driver's license and it said you're from america so he just assumed yeah right yeah he just they didn't bother to do any testing they just he was like do you like hockey and i was like <laughs> um yeah kind of <laughs> I, I like ice cream and French fries. He's like, you're diabetic. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd be Canadian, but turns out you're diabetic. It cuts all the costs of blood tests and everything. It does. It does. He just shows me like pictures, you know. Do these green beans look good or does this Mars bar look good? I'm like, I'm going Mars bar. Yeah. He's like, all right, test your blood daily. <laughs> I like uh, I like to envision the Canadian universal healthcare system as just a very complicated flowchart. But the first question on it is, are you actually uh, from the United States? <laughs> and then it just goes over down diabetes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever seen um, the film Idiocracy? I have seen this film, yes. Yes, I, I do enjoy the medical scenes there where it's just basically like a McDonald's and all the buttons have a picture. Like he's trying to say what's wrong and uh, like sort of the nurse is like looking at the buttons going, is it your ear? And there's like an icon of someone with like pain coming out of their ear <laughs> so they can direct them to the right place. It's pretty funny. Right, it's like radiating waves of pain with like yeah. a lightning bolt or something. <laughs> Yes, that's that's the future of uh, American healthcare. Yes, it would probably be better than what we have now. <laughs> yeah, could be from a cost perspective. I'm sure <laughs> if we got rid of all those messy doctors and insurance practitioners and all of that stuff, I'm sure. So yeah, I've been doing uh, 
went to the doctor for my first appointment and found out all this cool news. And then uh, uh, she actually uh, gave me a prescription to go and get a cortisone injection in my shoulder because it turns out my shoulder is frozen. And wow. uh, yeah, I it's been about a year now, but uh, as previously noted, I was American, so uh, <laughs> you know I didn't have insurance after I was twenty because I was off my parents' insurance. And then when I yeah. got a real life job, of course, that was real life hours, like sixty hours a week. So it's like I don't yeah. have time to go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. It only happens to the shoulder, but uh, like my right shoulder. All you uh, listeners, you're going to love this part. Uh, I can only, this is about as high as I can go. And then it gets real painful, you know, like my other sure. hand's like, hey, about my head, but my. Right. It, your your other hand gets to about eye level and says, that's good. Yep. And I can't put it behind my back either. So I have to be like <laughs> a good citizen and not get arrested because handcuffs will kill me. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I got this cortisone injection and uh, now I'm going to physical therapy for my shoulder and yeah, uh, yeah and then visit to the doctor. So I, I, what I find interesting is um, doctors, we always talk about uh, how, you know, maybe some doctors have like a poor bedside manner, as they say, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe there's no uh, classes at uh, doctor school, medical school. Right on bedside manner, but I human empathy we call that. (laughs) Yeah, I I swear, like they have, they must have classes on um, uh, sexual harassment or innuendo, right? Like it's so funny. Like every time I've, it's like I've been to three different people now, and then they're like, um, like okay, so what you're having is like. there's no pain right now, but it's just when you move it past. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, that sounds like this. And da-da-da. They rattle off some doctor things. And then they, like, turn around. They go, they're like, um, so I'm going to go grab this thing. And then you take off your shirt. And then they disappear. Like, there's never, <laughs> there's never like, I'm going to need you to take your shirt off. Like, I don't expect <laughs> right. them to hit on me. But there's right. never, sure. like, they never even, like, approach it delicately. Like, I'm going to yeah. leave the room and you take your shirt off. It's just sort of mentioned in passing. Like, they don't want me to confuse it for anything. Like, right. <laughs> I just yeah. thought it was weird. Like, every time it's happened to me, they're just, like, it's just, like, matter of fact and, like, in the background. Yeah. Like, And you I, will have taken your shirt off by the time I return. <laughs> right. Go ahead and put this robe on and just don't uh, tie it up in the front. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm like, buy me dinner first, dude. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Or at least let's just agree to charge the insurance for the dinner. Right. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Which is then um, in Canada, which would just be me paying for it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's been my fun doctor adventures. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine uh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't want to get into it. I've been filling my feeds with all kinds of rotten, angry stuff, so I sure. need to do that here. But yeah, um, food is my hobby, so it's kind of a bummer. But uh, yeah, but the doctor thing—it's really, I mean, pretty much everything. Um, Canada is similar in as the states in the fact that uh, everything is 
its own little island for whatever reason, which is kind of funny mm. when you think about it. But my coverage through the province, uh, I believe it's like, you know, the Canadian version of, you know, their federal documentations and whatnot says that the provinces have to provide health coverage and then it's up to them how they do it and why and what they do. So it's not ah, it's not like a national thing, it's a provincial thing. And so sure. each province is different. But here in Alberta, um, they cover everything, but then just like your typical insurance, they don't cover like teeth and eyes. So hmm. so then yeah. you then you still have to go out and get insurance. It's kinda weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Someone just said to me, like, well, I think it was my mother actually, was like, why is that anyway? And I was like, it's a good question because there's so many crazy specialists out there, right? You've got a pain in your toe, you're going to go see like a foot specialist. Why oh, isn't right. that like separate coverage? Like, okay, we cover everything above the waist. But now you have to get <laughs> foot insurance if you got to do foot stuff. Right. We don't cover podiatry. Get right. out. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, my wife's teacher, and uh, as traditional in most countries, they have really good insurance. So, so the eyes and the teeth are covered there. Hmm. Yep, and then prescriptions are not covered, so that's also covered in her insurance. Oh, okay. So that's uh, kind of different as well. I think in other provinces it may be different, but it's uh, it's nice that. Um, so it's weird because every time in my brain, and I know uh, I think simply, but uh, whenever there's the <laughs> healthcare debate in the states, I'm always like, "Yeah, universal healthcare sounds wicked cool, you know, our single payer system." But it, it's just sure. not going to happen, and it doesn't happen here, right? <laughs> right. <And> so, <laughs> right. It's not all magical here. Yeah, everybody, everybody in the 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 side on or the. Uh, the United States perspective on it is uh, there's half the people who are like, but Canada has it and it's great for them. And then the other half is like, oh, yeah, well, I heard about this guy in Canada that couldn't get X, Y, or Z. And it's like, yeah, guys, that their system's not perfect. It's probably not necessarily the model that we want to go to. Uh, and on the other hand, um, no matter what, no matter what system we have, there are going to be people who are unhappy with their health care. And there are going to be, frankly, some uh, diseases that are going to be really expensive to treat no matter how we try to figure out the insurance part of it just because of the science, the medicine that's involved in it. So um, we, I, I think we just have to decide more or less as a society, like, is it valuable to us to say – to take the burden off of the private sector and just say – Everybody has insurance at some baseline level. If you want more coverage, you're going to pay for it or you're going to pay directly out of pocket for some stuff. And I think it probably makes sense to do that. It's just a question of, you know, how how far do we go? How do we get there? And that's where all of the lines have to start getting drawn. Like, it's so much simpler with private insurance. Yes, it's it's simpler with private insurance if you have a jobby job and your employer just makes that decision for you and you don't have any choices. That's nice and simple for, you know, the human condition. If you start removing choices, then you don't have to worry so much. But um but on the other hand, you don't have a choice anymore. Um and that's kind of where <laughs> that's that's where people have a hard time with lines getting drawn. 
That's right. And uh, Mel Gibson fought for our freedom, so we should That's have choices. Right. That's right. <laughs> I think he uh, would say he fought for ours as long as ours doesn't include Jews. Right. Yes. <laughs> this is true. Remember, that's Mel Gibson saying that, not me, Paul DeLue. <laughs> I like to think of myself as a friend to Jews. It's weird because your Mel Gibson voice sounds exactly like your Paul DeLue voice. <laughs> that, that is weird. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually watched, um, for no reason but to... Uh, partake in uh, a lunch uh, snack. I actually watched um, Get the Gringo, a Mel Gibson film, because it actually had like a decent amount of stars on Netflix. Hmm. And if for some reason you're like a diehard Mel Gibson fan, you've probably already seen it, but if for some reason you're a diehard <laughs> Mel Gibson fan and you don't believe like the media about his like hateful ways sure um, you could watch get the gringo because he doesn't play like a very nice character in that and then you <laughs> might be able to see him as an unsavory person sure uh, but yeah it makes you ask a lot of questions because he gets arrested for something in mexico and the prison is basically like a little a little town or a little city like people aren't actually locked up they're just like they can't leave this area so there's kids there. There's, it's weird, and I'm like, that's is this real? Like that's crazy, dog. Yeah, that's what I say. That's what I call my imaginary self when I'm talking about that <laughs> dog. dog. <laughs> so wait, prison in Mexico is just more Mexico. You can't leave Mexico. That's prison right. in Mexico. <laughs> there's an airport in the prison. What? Never book a flight to that place. <laughs> oh boy I was going to start going into a Mexican accent but um, I'll just I'll just refrain from that we're ping pong enough as it is so oh that's one of the very few I can probably do it's too bad <laughs> I, I'm not saying you can't <laughs> <laughs> that's actually um, I don't think he's Mexican I think he's uh, Spanish or Whatever, but one of my favorite Muppet characters is the, one of the new characters, uh, Pepe the King Pong Shrimp. I love oh, yeah. He is like hilarious. And his accent isn't as like, bad, but he's always doing the, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Ah, so what else is up? What's going on on the old, uh, I don't know, on the old internet? Yesterday, I saw the trailer for Godzilla. Godzilla! Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're above doing Mexican accents, but I'll totally do a horrible Asian accent. <laughs> From a Godzilla movie, yes. Yeah. It's interesting to me just because there's a few things going on here. Um, remakes, of course, we can get into those, and we probably already have in episode one, two, six, and nine. But uh, <laughs> the one thing I, I find interesting is, like, I, have, I don't have a lot of good examples because uh, 
my brain or something. But uh, like Dukes of Hazard is okay. If you watch it now, it's campy, but it was like a sort of a serious show when it came out. And then when Hollywood makes the movie, it's campy, right? Yeah. Um, and all the all the TV show remakes, Hollywood's like, you know what? Uh, let's make these campy. And then <laughs> you have like the Godzilla movies, which are totally campy. Mm-hmm. And, and when Hollywood remakes them, they're like, hey, let's make this totally serious. Yeah, right. And so it, it just baffles me. I mean, like, didn't they remake it like in the two thousands or something like that? And it was yes, they did. It was supposed to be like an awesome creature feature, scary action summer blockbuster, yeah. and it yeah. just sort of fell flat. It was in the uh, it was in the tail end days of music videos as well, and so uh, there was a Green Day song that got co opted as part of like the promotional Godzilla thing. And um, there was literally a Godzilla remix of of one of these Green Day songs, and then they did a new music video for it. Oh, right, starring Godzilla, yeah, as well. This song was called Godzilla. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I barely remember that. I will say, and it adds no, um, it adds nothing to the conversation. But I will say, at some point. Well after the Godzilla feature had sort of probably even left the theater, I was at a Taco Bell drive-thru, and they were like, hey, you, do you want your drink in a new, in one of these, like, super-sized special cups? It's free. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was just the normal Taco Bell big plastic cup with Godzilla wrapped around Godzilla it. On the side. <laughs> right. uh, and it turned out it was just a cup holder. That you like the old style, like '80s cup holders, where you'd like stick them in between the window and the door frame, and they would just hold your drink. Yeah, and yeah. so um, I was rocking that for like ages in my car. <laughs> People were like, where'd you get that? That thing's crazy. And I was like, dude, they were giving them away because that movie was so bad. I probably could have <laughs> right. ten in my car if I wanted them. <laughs> right. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, they've got Brian Cranston from. Uh, Breaking Bad in the movie, okay. so they're pushing sure. that a lot. But even the trailer, like, I, I have to say, like, I've been getting pretty grumpy with movies lately and mentioned that maybe I'm getting old, but the trailer starts out with, like, a bunch of guys, like, in an airplane. Army dudes. Sorry, not guys. <laughs> yeah, let's be respectful. They were army dudes. They were army dudes. <laughs> and, uh, not just guys. And the back of the plane <laughs> opens dramatically, and they all like do their little shouting thing, and they jump out of the plane, right? And right. Uh, because you're in sort of a, a war like zone, it's mm. really good idea, I think, to have um, red smoking streamers on your pant legs when you're <laughs> jumping. It says to the enemy, "I'm right here. I dare you to try to shoot me." Right. Um, yeah. So there's just this dramatic scene of like these red lines and people um, skydiving, and I started to think like it's obviously it's a visual medium. So I don't want to be too critical, but part of me wonders like, are we now letting cinematographers write films? You know, like when we're <laughs> writing a specific scene like that into a movie. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know, maybe it wasn't written into the film, but 
I do feel like there's a lot of movies where let's create this scene and it's only for the trailer. Like sometimes sure. you don't even see yeah. trailer scenes in the films. Yeah. Right? right. And so I just thought, you know, when you're when you're making a film and you're like, this is gonna look so cool in the trailer, you're not making a good film. You know, know, like, that's your major concern. You're making a great trailer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You should stick to making trailers. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Mr. Del Toro. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so so you haven't seen the Godzilla trailer? I have not seen the Godzilla trailer. Yeah, it's, there's much, I mean, it's your typical, like, we're not going to show anything trailer. Not necessarily sure. a teaser, but, you know, then when the guys yeah. land, it's all foggy and you get to see the, the scales of Godzilla and you get to hear the trademark uh, roar. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, the only thing that I can say is, uh, you know, it's one trailer, so maybe I'll change my mind. But, hey, if the movie makes it, I'm just, you know, got my fingers crossed for Mothra. So. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. I that's the thing about the Godzilla movies. I think I should probably start watching those next because it is yeah. kind of funny when they get movies get to a point where they're like, you know what? We sort of did the whole like Godzilla comes out of the ocean and destroys the city thing. Hey, what what if Godzilla was the hero? You know, and then like in the later movies, like he's like <laughs> killing other monsters and protecting Tokyo, and you're like, right? Whoa, it's mine so cool. to smash, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> just like that's awesome you know that thing will kill us character development on the part of godzilla yeah right <laughs> he's turned it around <laughs> he kills things and then at the end he just has one tear as he <laughs> walks back into the ocean <laughs> he's holding like a, a little girl's shoe that he's found he's got like one tear <laughs> I killed the monster, but I couldn't save this one little girl. I'm such a horrible Godzilla. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Just this once, Jet Li. I would like them all to live. <laughs> nice. Uh, now I just want to see, like, uh, I, for whatever reason, like a cross between Godzilla and the dude. They're just, like, hanging out bowling. <laughs> big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Godzilla to play John Goodman's part. There we go. <laughs> Walter, what are you doing? Those are my under. Those are my briefs, man. You're Godzilla. You don't wear briefs. <laughs> Am I the only one around here that thinks this city needs to burn? <laughs> You totally need to get your rug back, dude. Let's make the city burn until you get it back. It brought the room together. That's totally Godzilla's Oscar-winning part right there. There you go. Perfect. In his acceptance speech, he kills everyone. (laughs) With a flame. Oops. Sorry. Right. Tom Cruise is like, I survived. Jumping up and down his chair. Make this film now, people. So Tom Hanks just hides behind his tower of Oscars <laughs> and the flames just go around it. It parts them like the Red Sea. I like it. 
uh, yeah, I remember when I first uh, I first heard the um, they re-released that Green Day song, and really the there were two primary differences from the original song. The first difference was that they added uh, they added some orchestra parts to it, um, sort of like. And it seems like this was just as, just when the Metallica, like, all our greatest hits along with the London Symphony Orchestra thing came out. So they were kind of, like, on that kick of, hey, let's take these really overly distorted guitars and mix them with the beautiful orchestra sound. Um, But we won't make the orchestra part very challenging if we don't, you know. We'll just tell them to make something up as, (laughs) while they listen to the original recording. Um so that was the primary difference. And then the secondary difference was that occasionally you would hear Godzilla roar as part of the track. <laughs> so, uh, I remember sitting in my dorm room thinking this was ridiculous, uh, and liking the original song better because it was actually good. And, uh, then I, uh, I took, um, Ace of Bases. I saw the sign, and uh, mixed some uh, old Godzilla sounds on top of it, <laughs> and and uh, and then posted it on Napster as uh, Ace Ace of Base. I saw the signed Godzilla Godzilla remix. Nice. I don't know if anybody ever actually downloaded it because <laughs> they would have had to search for Ace of Base, and I'm fairly sure that not a lot of that got downloaded on Napster. But. Uh, <laughs> But it was available, and I'm kind of hoping that somebody out there has it like on an iPod shuffle somewhere, and it just accidentally plays, and they get a giggle out of it once in a while. <laughs> I saw the sign. That's good. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep. You just reminded me... Um because maybe we we can't blame like the makers of the uh, last Godzilla remake because it could have been <laughs> pressure from uh, you know Green Day's label or oh sure or vice versa. <laughs> they right? really needed this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a make it or break it for them. Could Godzilla be cleaner? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, you just made me think of, uh, for many years, uh, because I, I still am, I, I'm sorry, uh, Batman fanboys out there, but the Christopher Nolan movies are interesting to watch, but I don't think they're the best films in the universe. And, uh, I'm still a Michael <laughs> Keaton Batman guy. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and so then, you know, definitely when Keaton left, then things got a little bit weird after that. But then, like, the rage starts to build when Joel Schumacher puts nipples on the bat suit, right? Yeah, sure. And uh, so for all these years, I've just been like, that guy. What'd he direct? Like a Pepsi commercial with, like, Simi Crawford. And now all of a sudden he gets to direct Batman. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, I recently saw a video. It's like, uh, I don't know if it's part of a documentary. I'll have to try to dig it up. But uh, they talk about how awful that movie is. I think it's Batman and Robin, isn't it? Yep. Um, and they were just with Mr. Freeze and, uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze and Jim Carrey is the Riddler. Yeah. Right. Is he? I mean, I know he's the Riddler, but I thought that was a different film, but maybe you're right. Ah, uh, that could be a different film. 
Yeah. I thought they were both. No, it was not the Riddler in that one. The, the secondary villain was Poison Ivy. Yes, Uma Thurman. Yes. Yep. With Uma Thurman. Yeah. Um, arguably the best part of that movie actually was Uma Thurman. <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, there a- are a lot of great one-liner uh, from uh, Arnold in that. But um, yeah, well, I guess there's this, anyway. There's this clip I saw. I was like 14 minutes or something online about how bad <laughs> that movie is, and they interviewed like Joel Schumacher and like people in the film, and uh, Clooney's in that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think he might even be in it. But anyway, Schumacher was like. Um, the toy makers were on set during filming and saying, could we, that needs to be a little shinier because we've already got the toy in production. And so they had Uh, like a huge say in the film, according to Schumacher. And he said, you know, they would come in and say, you know, you need to change this or we need to do that. And and I could be, uh, it could be maybe changing the story, but maybe they weren't like there like while shooting, but maybe early on in the development stages with the storyboards and script, like they were leaning on things to get it moving faster because the toys were going to production. So, yeah. (laughs) So maybe, you know, the Green Day guys were like, dude, Godzilla needs to roar more because he's going to be in our song. Because he's going to be, because he's going to be in our song. Because he's totally punk rock. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a stolen joke, but uh, my um, one of my best friends, Wook, uh, that you met, he had seen this comedian. I think I saw, saw the same thing. It was like way back in the days of MTV's Half Hour Comedy Yard. Mm. Uh, but there is this comedian that was like, uh, imagine if Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, high on marijuana. He's like, Looking at his hand, he's like, "How you ever see my fingers? They are huge." So that's it. it's not my joke; it's stolen. But yeah, that's my Arnold impression. That's good. That's yeah, that's good. Someone told said that I was a fairly good one. I was like, "Hey, I have an impression." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a good one, or I would do it. That's actually one of the ones that, like, it seems like an obvious one, and it. It just never comes out right. Like, I think if I worked on it, I probably could get it good, but uh, I can never quite. I try to put it too far back in my throat, and it just doesn't come out as guttural enough, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. It, it It's fun when you're sitting there trying to you know, perfect the voice, and then yeah. you're like, yeah. wow, I've just been talking to myself for five minutes. <laughs> right, right. Maybe I'll literally stare at myself in the mirror and be like, I'll see you at the party, Richter. <laughs> that, that was just... All right, everybody, freeze. That's, that's funny, just imagining you doing that in the mirror. You're like, maybe I could get the voice right if I painted myself <laughs> silver. Right. <laughs> Babic, get to the chopper. <laughs> just staring. Staring at myself. You're like, oh, I don't have any silver paint, but I have this old bomber jacket. You smell the tumor. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. I have a T3000 processor. 
Oh, boy. I think that's five movies, five different Arnold movies now. That's good. I would do an impression of Arnold uh, or a line of his from the, one of his first films, Hercules in New York, but he doesn't do his own lines. <laughs> right. I think I saw that right. USA up all night or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. huge Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's like, hey, let's go get in that cab over there. Shall we? <laughs> what the heck? This guy's going to be governor of California someday. <laughs> Listen to that voice. <laughs> I would, I would like to see that. I, I want to see like him stand up at a podium and there's someone like under the podium with the mic. I'm yeah, the right. Good to see you. <laughs> Wait, all those years he was just doing the voice? <laughs> He's like freaking Bob Hoskins, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those British folks, they, they, they freak me out when they do like American accents so well. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I remember, I don't I don't even think I really got into the film, the, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit that much, but I remember like right after the film, Bob Hoskins was like on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson or something. And I was like, oh, it's like, I got another movie, yeah. And he's like... <laughs> I'm like, I can't even understand him. What's going on? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> He's like Sleed Yon. <laughs> There's another person. I don't understand the singers when they like sing so yeah. like perfectly in English and then you see Sleed Dion in interviews and she's just like sure. I'm not gonna try and doing too many silly things or <laughs> Or what is it? What was the group ABBA who didn't even speak English at all? They just were like taught the songs phonetically or something like that. Nice. I don't, maybe it's not ABBA, but it's some, it's like a group like that. Yeah, um, yeah, Miley Cyrus, right? Oh yeah. Did you did you hear about how they uh, took down the uh, wrecking ball at uh, at Grand Valley I because did. people were imitating? I did. That was hilarious. Like I was like, yeah. "Hey, my old yeah. college is getting national coverage thanks to yes. Miley." Yes. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it on some other. I think it was the the This Week in Tech podcast. All of a sudden, they they stumbled on that news story while they were talking about. Miley Cyrus separately, and they were like, Grand Valley State University, where the hell is this? <laughs> nice. It's just kind of funny. That's interesting. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know that you know him, but you could, I think. His, his name is Josh Windish or something. Uh, but he on uh, Twitter, he used to be the Mac and Josh. Ah, uh, yeah. And I believe he now works for Leo and does some one of the shows. Oh, okay. Works on one of the shows. And so uh, I never really paid attention. And him, like so many other people, for whatever reason, your choices are your choices. Good for you. But <laughs> a few other people I know from the Grand Rapids area decided to use their real names on Twitter and get rid of their handles. And so I think I ah. still follow the Mac and Josh, but I think he's using like his real name or something else now. Uh, um, okay. But I managed to catch him because someone retweeted him from the Rapids, and he was on the Colbert Report in a clip. 
it, so he wasn't actually on the show, but uh, apparently mm-hmm. one of those uh, shows um, that uh, you listened to, they did a review on this crazy contraption that you put an iPad on and it has like a wheel wheels at the bottom and it's so that like people who work remotely can be in the office. So you're like basically mm-hmm. FaceTiming and you're driving this little thing around the office through Wi Fi. <laughs> and so I guess they tested it on one of uh, uh Leo's shows and then um it came into an office and here's this uh, Josh guy from Grand Rapids who works there and he's like, wow, it's like you're here. And so then he had posted hmm. a clip because he's like, look, I was on the you know, Colbert Report. I can retire now. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was a crazy thing. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, yeah, it looks like a Segway, but it just holds an iPad and it's like three grand. Sure. So obviously <laughs> yeah. if you're working remotely, you can afford that. Right or your office, right. Ken. Sure, you should. Yeah. You should probably get one for the office. Yeah. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna expense it on my. Uh, on my. Um, yeah, my company card, and yeah. uh, then then I'll. Ju- I won't tell anybody I'm gonna do that. It will just drive into the office one day. Right, and I'll be like, hey, everybody, this is how I'm working now. Get over it. Which is, which is exactly <laughs> like. Uh, get your pens and pencils out, kids. Uh, you need to write this down. Uh, real genius. Val Kilmer film from the 80s. Yes. Excellent film, but that reminded me of a scene where uh, one of the other characters, that's like the main character, goes to class and he's taking notes furiously as the teacher talks. And it's like part of a montage. And then he does some other classes and then they show him in that class the next day. And it's him and like a five or seven students, and then there's, like, three tape recorders. Like, people have decided mm-hmm. to record the lecture, and then they do more montage, and he comes back, and now the teacher has left, like, a big reel-to-reel thing on the front of the classroom that says <laughs> press play, and there's a bunch of other tape recorders, and he's the only student there. So. Nice. Which which probably just went over, like, half the listeners' heads because they're like, what, tape recorder? <laughs> right, exactly. My professor just real to real, <laughs> real what? My professor just puts the you know the slides on the internet. I don't even <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. I just log into Blackboard and click through the PowerPoint. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. I always wondered when I was in college because I was a late student. What what they non traditional <laughs> student? That's what they called them. There you go. Yep. Uh, one of my uh, instructors uh, for business law, he had this book that we had to buy, and um, I bought it. And then I went to class, and I realized like his PowerPoint slides had like the copyright on them. So not only did he buy the teacher <laughs> edition of the book, but he bought the PowerPoints of the women. And then wow. I, I was curious. I was like, this is crazy. So I, you know, Googled it or something instead of doing my homework. And uh, not only that, but you could buy a bank of test questions. So <laughs> multiple choice, which was all his tests were. So I was like, oh, my gosh, she bought that too. I was like, I should just buy the bank of test questions. I will ace this class. <laughs> <laughs> 
I am not above paying for a grade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's just, just smart. It's using the resources available to you. It's capitalism. Right. And everything is for sale <laughs> online these days. Like I always thought yeah. if I was cheap, right. cheap enough, I would just go online and buy like, you know, a key to a vending machine. They don't have to pay for anything, right? <laughs> It makes total sense. And after I moved to like a bigger city like Grand Rapids and now here in Edmonton, I've always wanted to just go online and buy one of those like uh, little parking meter cozies that says do not park here officially. Just buy one of those and put it over one. So I always have a parking spot. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe my mom will knit me one for Christmas. There you go. <laughs> I'll have Tina start working on that. Oh, yes. She can put it on her Etsy store. Biggest seller. There you go. <laughs> what do they call that? It's. Uh, I think there's a term now when people... I mean, it's really tasteless and evil when you spray paint graffiti out in the world, but I think there are now people who do like little knitted things and put them places, and it's called something else. Hmm. I don't remember what it's called. My wife would know, but she's not here. <laughs> time consuming is what I would call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time That's one thing. Like, obviously, you probably have to know the dimensions, and then you maybe you do like a quick stitch. Like, but sure. But it would definitely be funny like, to be caught. Or whatever. <laughs> It's one thing to be holding like a can of spray can, a police officer tapping you on the shoulder. And it's another thing to be like knitting around like a a fire hydrant. That doesn't look (laughs) conspicuous at all. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm just worried that this hydrant's getting cold. (laughs) This this hydrant is the same size as my dad's head. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. He's also full of hot water. (laughs) now i'm gonna go see that movie just so i can do that one yeah there you go so yeah i kind of wonder if that movie happened because um because jurassic park came out and then was really and was pretty popular movie. So they were like, Hmm, what else kind of has dinosaur like things in it (laughs) that we don't have to be too creative in coming up with (laughs) Godzilla. (laughs) It's interesting. Like, uh, Godzilla, and maybe because it is so the original ones are so campy, but it's interesting that the license is like cheaply available (laughs) or (laughs) perhaps that's why this movie's coming out. Someone was digging through the archives and said, Oh, Oh, it reverts back to Japan unless we make another film. Like the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> right, right. Godzilla's public domain. Quick. <laughs> oh, the days. Let's make three competing series on all the different networks about him. It's your your daughter's seventh birthday. You just like come out dressed as Godzilla and smash the cake. And t- <laughs> Tina is like, what are you doing and you're like happy birthday is in public domain we can't sing that song without paying for it but godzilla is so (laughs) it made sense at the time (laughs) 
I'm sorry, this <laughs> this birthday celebration has to be copyright appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now gather around while we all sing Green Day. <laughs> um, I hope you've had the birthday of your life. It's, yeah, it's good. So yeah, speaking of parking cars, uh, <laughs> I managed to. I was looking for car gadgets for a Christmas present for our non-listener. Could be. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, you're listening. Couldn't be. Um, That's right. If you're listening, it's not you. Ha. Uh, Logic. <laughs> Uh, so I was looking for, <laughs> if you started listening, I'm taking it back. <laughs> it's not for you now. Uh, car gadgets. And I was looking for, you know, what's something different. I don't want to get somebody fuzzy dice. So, uh, <laughs> I'm looking on this website and I find, first of all, Ford is working with some company and they're trying to make open source, uh, applications for your car. Uh, which I thought was interesting, but they didn't have a lot of information mm. on this website. But mm. it's interesting that you could eventually someday maybe create your own like interface for your radio or whatever, you know. Sure. So that that's exciting. It's, uh, someone will ruin it a long way. But the other thing I found <laughs> right. that I thought was cool is this thing called cell control. So listen up, Paul, because this is totally for you. Like in the next 10 years, you're going to want to buy one of these things. But it's a little gadget that plugs into your uh, computer's um, COM port for your computers. Your car's like little port that yeah. they use in the garage to test it and yep. stuff. Yep. Um, Progressive and some insurance companies have a gadget you can plug in there to see how well you drive and give you discounts. Sure. Yeah. So it's like that. It plugs in, and it's called cell control, and then it blocks any cell signals in the car. So now you can't text while drive, or, you know, I don't mean the phone calls. It's it's so you're a safe driver. So I'm like, this is for for Paul, like, in 10 years when his daughter's driving. Yes. So, so yeah, um, I thought, wow, that's a crazy little gadget. Um, And it was by one of the companies that, you know, you go into any, like, Walmart or... Meyer or something like that. Uh, and you can see they make all kinds of silly car things. It's like Scosche or something like that. I've definitely mm-hmm. seen the brand before. But I was like, that's a crazy gadget. Like, And I thought, I, I would think it would almost be illegal just because I remember reading like a popular science article. Really, I did. Um, <laughs> about a company that was making uh, drywall that blocks cell phone signals. And so they were talking about applications for that. And they were like, this would be like the perfect thing for a theater or a movie theater, right? So people's cell phones don't interrupt right. the entertainment. Yeah. Um, but the company that makes them couldn't sell them, sell in the States because it's like some SEC rule. Like you can't like block a signal. So Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's probably something along the lines of that's that's X amount of open spectrum and you can't transmit on it above, you know, X wattage or something like that. And so and that's of course how it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to be like I'm transmitting a really really strong radio frequency that just plain blocks everything else. So 
That is cool, though. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it would be fun. Actually, it'd be more fun to buy one of these gadgets and sneak it into someone else's car. <laughs> yes, that would be. Especially somebody who's like a notorious text while drive or talking talking on the phone while they're driving type of person. Like all of a sudden they just can't <laughs> try to make a call at a stoplight. And it, my phone keeps not getting signal. What's going on? Yeah, it'd be all fun and games until that person like crashed because they were like hitting their phone and not paying attention at all because it wasn't <laughs> right. Right, but it would be fun to see someone like uh, Jenny come into the office and say, "My phone doesn't work in my car anymore. Isn't that weird?" <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, totally crazy." Yeah, it's totally weird. You should call AT and T about that. It's only gonna buy. <laughs> I mean, let's buy one, and then we'll figure out a way to boost it so it's now like not the car, but like <laughs> you know, another 500 yards around the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse because then you've got people getting into accidents because they were in the middle of a phone conversation <laughs> and just cut and they start looking at their phone and they crash into something. Oops. <laughs> wah, wah. Now I want like a beam so I can just point it at people's cell phones and make it cut out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing with just, like, shutting their engine off. Like, oh, that person's a bad driver. Boop. Now they're pulled over. Done. I don't... Have you ever seen those... Uh, I don't... I'm sure they must have them in the States, but I think I saw it online many moons ago from another country, but I don't know if the entire country or if it was, like, an add-on you could get, but you could get a breathalyzer that, like, basically just came right out of your steering column and you had to blow in it to start the car. Yeah, yeah. That, that's... The, I, these, um... I think that uh, those are actually being used by law enforcement um, in, uh, in the United States because I've heard of people actually having them installed after getting, like, a second DUI or something like that as a precursor to having their license taken away. Um, and it just occasionally, you know, makes them use the, use the breathalyzer All right. in order to, for their vehicle to continue functioning. <laughs> this is a movie scene, you know, you movie writers, this is a movie scene waiting to happen. It's just like some guy with one of these devices on his car and he gets in after drinking a little bit and then he realizes he can't start his car. So he rolls down his window and he's like, Hey, come here. I need you to just blow on something for a second. <laughs> <laughs> he's like pointing to his lap because the steering wheel's there. It works. Right. It's great. Right. It does. It's it a works. freebie you could have. <laughs> there you go. We just want to see it made, guys. Yeah, I, I can't make it because I'm in Canada and they don't contribute anything to the film world or TV. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> they just export stars. <laughs> when I when I yes when I see the commercials for Canadian shows, like I can tell now. Oh yeah. <laughs> like for for ten years or so, I used to work at Old Navy, and I could then. Well, I didn't work there for 10 years. I worked in retail for 10 years, but I worked at Old Navy for quite a while as a manager. And after a while, I could just, like, walk around in a restaurant and go, that sweater's from Old Navy, those pants are from Old Navy. Like, I could just tell. <laughs> and that's how I am with, like, Canadian shows now. Like, yeah. Because the channels are are quite strange uh, to me here. So it might be a Fox channel, but then 
It plays other shows that don't belong on Fox in my brain. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so the, it can be quite confusing, but I'll see like a commercial for like, uh, something crazy and be like, it's a commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, they have like some weird, I don't even know what it is. It's like, a, are they like snipers? I think they might be snipers, like police snipers show in the night. <laughs> uh, drama. But then they have the obvious ones like Arctic Air, which is just like <laughs> some uh, Aboriginal type actor. Actually, he's done lots of films and uh, destroying him by saying that. But uh, he, he's a good guy. But he's in this yeah. Arctic Air show where he like you know he flies a prop plane and delivers things to the Arctic and sure uh, adventure ensues. <laughs> it, it's like the snowy version of. Uh, Tales of the Golden Monkey. That's the show. I can't believe uh, I remembered that. Do you remember that? Wow. I, <laughs> you don't? I don't remember that. Okay. But, okay. You remember, you're, I'm holding, you remember Tailspin, right? I do remember The cartoon, Tailspin. there's a big bear, and he drives this, yep. like, blue, blue scoops yep. or something. Yes. Yeah. And it lands. So, <laughs> seriously, like, in the 80s. Uh, I think it was in the 80s. And I don't even know where to... I think this might have been like a um, syndicated show. Like, no network said, hey, let's make this show. It was just Mm -hmm. one that someone made and then sold to people and it was played on Saturdays at 2 (laughs) o'clock. But uh, it was was basically Tailspin. Like, every time I watched it, I'm like, dude, this is totally Tales of the Golden Monkey. But (laughs) it was like... It was basically... uh, I can't believe I was going to use that as a reference. I was going to say BJ and the Bear. But mm-hmm. it was basically like, yeah, a guy delivering things to different islands and adventure ensues. Sure. <laughs> I can't wait to find that trailer for show notes. I'm going to be lost yeah. for at least 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Speaking of show notes, uh, one of the things I ran into recently... Uh, was a website called um, Patreon.com. And uh, what I find interesting, I don't, it's, there's a lot of people on it, but we'll see how it works. But basically what it is, is you are a content provider online. You have a funny YouTube channel. You like to sing songs on YouTube or whatever. You're an online entertainer, and this is how you make your living. And so instead of trying to get ad content and stuff like that, uh, Patreon allows you to be a patron of one of these things that you really like. Hmm. And it was started, obviously, by some YouTube folks. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, Jack Conti of Pomplamoose and some of his uh, some other people started this, but uh, it's it's really interesting just because uh, what I find confusing is like when I went to a couple of the artist pages on this uh, website, um, it's not like I can say, "Dude, I like your stuff. Here's like fifty bucks." At least not that I know of. It's more like a monthly donation, so you can say, I, I'm going to go ahead and sign up to give you $9 a month. Hmm. So hmm. It, it must be quite cool to be a creator on the website. 
um, if you can get some people to be your patrons. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, like some of the popular people, it'll even like uh, list, you know, like this person. Uh, let's see. I have it up. Um, oh, it's her song. That's cool. Uh, Natalie Dawn, she's the other half of Pomplamoos. Um, she has 443 patrons. And so every time she uploads a new song, she makes uh, $1,700. Wow. Through those 400 people. So that's really cool. Uh, I think it's it's really cool. Um, I just don't know, you know. It, it seems weird just because I feel like, uh, and maybe it's me being old again, like some of the internet is such flight of fancy, you know, <laughs> like one minute yeah, you're like yeah. a YouTube God and the next minute you're not. So what happens then? <laughs> Can I stop being a patron of that person who is now yes, freaking yeah. in IT and hates their life and not making <laughs> videos anymore? Like, Yes. But yeah, patreon.com. So if uh, anybody has aspirations to uh, best us making awesome podcasts or something, maybe they want to sign up for that site and see if anyone will give them some dollar bills. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, this is a non-obnoxious way to make some money so I don't have to put ads all over, you know, whatever I do. And then I Mm -hmm. was like, oh, what is it that I do? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to make a Patreon page for like, why don't you give Chris a dollar for every time he does it? <laughs> hey guys, I thought about making a video today, but <laughs> no. I decided not to. Thanks for the cash. Bye. <laughs> I'm sorry. If more people do not sponsor me on Patreon, I'm forced to make another 20 minute video where I go, <laughs> Get down, everybody! <laughs> I've done what you asked. Now give these people the. Wait. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, we should list ourselves on there. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just checking it out. I still haven't. It's kind of funny. Like I, I thought about it, and then I was like, it says, you know, internet people or whatever their description <laughs> is, and so they, they said something about you know bloggers, and I was like, hey, I blog. Yeah. I was like, I don't know that anyone ever goes to my site via blog. So I'm like, what's sadder to have a Patreon page that says. He has no patrons yet. Or. <laughs> yeah. Don't patronize. I mean, patronize me. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it, it's like I said, I want to like test it out. But then I'm like, well, if you want to test it out, you should be like doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did that um, which HTML color are you dot com website. Uh, fairly recently and uh, as a experiment to see if anybody would actually give me any money for making it <clears throat> if anybody else was entertained by it uh, I put a link at the bottom and this is powered by um, the new Square Cash yeah which 
you can basically it takes um if you know how to make a mail to link in html then basically you know how to make a square cache link it doesn't like require any kind of api access or anything like that um, that's really cool <laughs> um my my wife when i was telling her about our discussion on the last podcast uh she said well, you know, I hate those services because you have to sign up. And you don't have to with Square Cash. You're literally, like, sending an email to Square saying, hey, I want to give this guy, like, a box. Yep, yep. I mean, I haven't I haven't tried it. What a jerk I am. But uh, <laughs> when, I, when I read that, when I read that, it's just an email. And it's not like, yeah, another, I don't have to have a Square right. Cash ID or some silliness. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is awesome. But then the other part of me was like, wow, I feel like email is like horribly insecure. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, it's not insecure. It's just like, it's horribly like 20 years old and doesn't have a lot of awesome like sure. protocol stuff sure. to do things with. So I'm like, how does this work? And then I like wanted to just donate to someone just to try it out. But I was scared because I'm an old person and we don't give out a credit card. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we collectively so really, as an old person. Yeah. Yes. So, so really, like when you when you click the link, it's just a mail to link, and then yep. do you just put in banking information or what's the deal? Or what are they? So they do end up, uh, and I haven't actually gone through the process of getting fully signed up with Square Cash uh, because, as far as I can tell, nobody has actually clicked the link to give me any cash, which is. Not surprising at all. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd said you'd gotten more from that than your app. No, no, no not from that. Oh. Um, okay. From uh, what was the what was the other thing? I've got I got more from my app than I ever got from uh, Google Analytics on my website oh, okay. or Google uh, Google Ads because I had for a long time I had Google Ads on my website and I. Uh, Never hit whatever threshold needed to be hit. I never hit it to get it to actually get a check from Google. Uh, whereas um, from Apple, it took a while, um, but I was going through my reports and I actually got I had a payment dispersed in June. Um, and for some reason, I thought they would just have to cut me a check, but they have my bank routing information. I gave it to them at some point, apparently. So, um, so they did a direct deposit of like $22 and some odd cents into my, uh, into my account. Um, but yeah, the square cash thing, uh, my understanding is, um, when you, once you send the email or receive the email, um, the first time, uh, they draw you, they send you a separate email. Um, square cash sends you a separate email. That's like, Hey, we don't have you on file. So, Click here to get everything set up, um, and at that point, you're basically giving them. I think you're giving them bank routing information. Um, okay. So a checking account number and your bank's routing number, and then they they process the transaction. Um, but there's no, I think transactions under a certain amount. There's no fees, and the amount is pretty high. The only limitation is like. Um, They ha- there's like a verification process that you can go go through to to have a higher limit on how much like 
transfer you can do. I think the I think the base level without doing any extra verification is like a thousand dollars a week. You could transfer via via cash with no fees, and then you can bump that up. I'm not sure what the higher limit is, but once you're verified, you can increase that transaction amount per week uh, to something higher. Mm. Which is cool. which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it seems interesting. It's uh, and it just came out too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting with bated breath for uh, for people to yeah. click that. But on the other hand, I'm also doing next to no promotion of that site except for on Twitter, like every once in a while mentioning it. So I should probably go to like uh, like the JavaScript subreddit or something like that and put it put it somewhere where it's a little bit more likely to get a larger, a larger traffic swath than just my followers who are tired of me repeating that I put this thing out there. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that's kind of along those lines is something called a Git tip, um, which is kind of more specifically for coders, like people who are on GitHub Um, but you can put a profile of yourself on this. You actually log into it with your GitHub credentials. So it like links with your GitHub account. Um, but then when you create a profile, you can say like, these are the open source projects that I contribute to. And this is kind of my long-term goal. And then I have a personal funding goal of X, Y, or Z if you want, or you can just say, I have no specific goal in mind. Um, but then it's, it's the kind of thing where somebody can elect to give you like a dollar a week or 25 cents a month or whatever, whatever level that they want to do. Um, and they kind of create or maintain an account for you on some level. So like if you receive a bunch of get tips, but you also give get tips, they just balance that out for you. Um, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and that one's not your favorite either, right? You know, that big GitHub fan. Uh, I like GitHub um, for open source stuff, and I think it's really designed with um, open collaboration in mind, um, especially with the the um, the forking model that they kind of promote. Like you've got you've got a canonical person who created the original repository and if you want to modify the code then you should create a fork do your edits on your fork and then do a pull request and um a lot of that stuff is is kind of standard in git and that's sort of the way that git works internally but it a lot of that is also sort of GitHub's imposed, like we're bringing order to distributed version control and this is the way that we think we should do it um, and then it ties in, it ties in other things that are not really Git related, like issue tracking, um, it, and all of those things are really useful. I just think it's very much centered on um, open source development, uh, where there needs to be a lot of visibility of everything, um, and where, um, frankly, things tend to fork fairly frequently in in the open source world as well like i think it should i think it should work differently so they fork the code and then they're doing their own project right so yeah 
I like um, and GitHub by default gives you. I don't think they give you any private repositories whatsoever. So if you want to have, if you want to host a repository on GitHub that's private to you that you can share access with specific individuals, um, it, you have to pay them something, which. Um, um, you know, which is not bad. It's a, it's a business model and that's, uh, people, <laughs> GitHub is a fairly large company now. They need to make money. Um, and, uh, they're a great company, uh, and they make a great product. So I think they deserve it. Um, Bitbucket has a, um, has a, um, for individual users, you can do private repositories for free. Um, I think it actually starts them off as private repositories. Um, that said, Bitbucket does not have nearly the same size community, so you lose out on, you know, it's and it is less geared. I feel like it is less geared for um, for the uh, open source style of project. Um, like a lot of a lot of the features on there feel like um, me too features of GitHub and probably aren't quite as well designed as what GitHub has. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Yeah, right. And those of you that were listening that you didn't understand that, well, you should because it's Code Week and President Obama says you should learn the code. So <laughs> yeah, my. My only problem with GitHub is when someone posts a link and says, check out my new app. And I go to the link that they posted. And I'm like, <laughs> right, it's just a repository. I'm right. like, what do I don't, what do I click to down? Yeah. What do I do with this? Yeah. 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 Oh, keeping on, uh, keeping on, uh, programming and, uh, all things, Technologies. Uh, I I feel like a silly old radio host <laughs> for for doing this, but and it makes it worse because it's on BuzzFeed. But uh, somebody, oh no, I I like Copy Ranter is this website I used to go to, and he would make fun of uh, marketing and things like that. <laughs> And I hadn't seen him in a while, and then all of a sudden he had moved to BuzzFeed and he was working for them. And I was like, oh, no. Um, so occasionally I go check out his stuff, and he has uh, a list of, well, I believe he stole these from Reddit. So it's just <laughs> a great big loop of stealing. But uh, it's there's some great pickup lines for the overly suave IT guy. Ah. So uh, now I'm like that guy reading other people's jokes. But, uh, like, for example, you still use Internet Explorer, so you must like it nice and slow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is your name Google? Because you've ever been up searching for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, this one is for you. Here you go. Girl, come over to my 127.0.0.1 and I'll give you pseudo access. <laughs> nice. Oh. Yeah, so they're, they're kind of silly. I went to Mart, are your pants a compressed file? Because I'd love to unzip them. Yeah. 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 This is funny oh. because uh, 
when I go into my Google Analytics uh, every once in a while and for my blog, I will look at the most popular like direct direct links or things that come in for search um, direct. And my most popular post, according to uh, according to Google Analytics, is my um, five uh, Star Trek pickup lines. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is my most popular post. <laughs> Actually, I'll, nice. Yeah, I'll pull it up here a second. Uh, there's Damn only girl. five of them because I mean. Damn girl, are you sitting on an F five key? That ass is refreshing. All right. Uh, let's see. Padizzi. How do I spell it again? Uh, I know. Just search for it. It'll make that number higher. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Star Trek pickup lines. I like it. Let's see. It's not. Oh, it's not on the first page of results. <laughs> That reminds me when I was uh, in the college days with uh, Paul here. Uh, I was dating someone who bought a Wii, and um, I started playing a lot of Mario Kart. And then I started a blog post of things like you wish you could say in Mario Kart because uh, <laughs> you could only have these automated responses because you couldn't like actually talk to each other. So it was like, hey, nice race, or I beat you. And so I came up with some, like, uh, who knows, uh, kind of ones, and then you and a couple other people added comments that were quite funny as well. <laughs> I'll have to dig through the XML of my old site and see if I can find <laughs> There you go. Pull up, pull open that, rip open that uh, WordPress uh, database and see yeah. what you can I was find. looking, I couldn't find my database, but I did find, for whatever reason, the XML. So <laughs> I can still search for things, and it's really just really messed up. Yeah. So you found it? Yes, I did. Uh, working on the voice. Number number five. <laughs> at number, number five. five. <laughs> Do you need a ride back to heaven? Because I've got a starship. Just saying. Just saying. It's a good reference to uh, Star Trek V. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a terrible, terrible movie. And you shouldn't watch it. Actually, number there's four. some parts of, that are good. Number four. Are you wearing Orion Slave Girl perfume? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there's, there's no for answer. Like, That's just I'm green for you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, number three. I'd love to go to warp speed with you, but I'm prepared to go at impulse if you want to take it slow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I almost took off my shoe. <laughs> Number two, nice nacelles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm not sure if that's a pickup line or just a get slapped line. Uh, <laughs> assuming, the, assuming the girl just doesn't look at you quizzically and then walk away. Um, and number one. Number one, your eyes are set to stun, but your looks are set to kill. 
that surely is number one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and nice. number zero, the Fuhrer says we must conjugate. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with Star Trek. <laughs> uh, so, so back to number two. Okay. I don't even, I shouldn't even go there actually. <laughs> this, this was another uh, sick days post back in the day when I have now somewhere, hopefully I have that database, but I, at one point, I don't even know how, I think I was just looking for movie reviews and I found a movie review for the latest reboot of Star Trek and it was by <laughs> uh, insane uh, Christian website, you know. Oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, when I say insane Christians, I'm not trying to offend you. I am offending. No, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm trying to offend you. Just, just like the Pope right. said recently, you know, there's Christianity and then there's just people that take it too far. But in my opinion, this website, which I cannot remember, thankfully, they were taking it too far. But they rated the the Star Trek reboot um, poorly. And so I was like, okay, I saw the movie and we've kind of discussed it. Like, I think it's the same guys who wrote like one of the Transformers movies. Like <laughs> it's your favorite characters. It's fun, but there's a lot of wacky stuff. Like when I mentioned it before, but when sure. Bones injects Jim with the thing to make his hands big, so he has to go on the ship. It's just right. all weird right. and right. wacky. Like, um, and so I'm like trying to think like, at what point was this movie like too racy? And then I was like, okay, he, uh, Kirk is like a ladies man. And so there's the whole thing with like him trying to get at Uhura. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I totally ruined the movie for you. Mm-hmm. And then there's her Orion slave girl roommate. Yep. Yep. And there's like a, a scene there. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of racy. And that scene may have been mentioned in their review Um, But what they were really upset about, seriously, like two or three paragraphs of the sexual innuendo when Scotty says, oh, she's got some nice nacelles or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, you have to understand. I'd like to get my hands on her ample nacelles. That, yeah. Yeah. And so that line really made them mad and made them like rate this movie not for children or whatever. Huh. And I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, right. you have to kind of understand innuendo to begin with, where like the right. slave girl scene, right. like, okay, she's a little. Yeah. But I guess because she was painted green, they were like, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, she's green. That, that falls under the, oh, the original series got away with it category. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. You could never have shown that that much skin on TV, but we painted her green, so it's fine. <laughs> She's an it's, alien. They have different standards, obviously. Obviously. It's, it's not us. It's okay. not, it's not us. into here. Star this Trek is, the, is a documentary. We went there. <laughs> we went to Alpha Centauri. We taped the Orion slave girl in her native habitat, dancing on a pole. <laughs> and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're oh. just bringing this inf- information to you, the viewer, on CBS. Oh, the letters we're going to get because you said her natural habitat was dancing on a pole. <laughs> it's a dream, it's a really. slave girl. 
It's a dream, really, that we would get letters at all. (laughs) Please send those letters to P.O. Box 1581, (laughs) Grand Rapids 49501. Nice. Yeah. I see you're uh, sporting the playoff gears. I am. I am. That was a a recent post uh, I made on Sick Days uh, recently. <laughs> Double recent. In fact. It was really, really recent. <laughs> it happened seconds ago because I was bored with this show. Uh, <laughs> Paul's talking about Star Trek again. <laughs> totally gonna live blog the show one of these times. Awesome. Then we'll get some traffic. Yeah. This isn't a live recording of the show, but I'll live blog for you. <laughs> you'll get one half of the conversation. Then you'll have to listen to go, what's he talking about? Immune to sarcasm. Right. Um, Paul just announced a new iPad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now he's Octo unboxing. Processor. <laughs> Octo processor. Whoa. Is that like Octo Mom? Kind of. <laughs> Except more productive. <laughs> 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 it's just terrible. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a horrible person. All right. Well, I'll get over it now. Okay. Well, I'll say something worse. It's okay. <laughs> then you look better by comparison. Ah, <laughs> uh, let me just think of something worse to say. There's so many. Uh, <laughs> no, I recently blogged about beards because there was a study, and I found this information on an incredible website called buildabeard.com. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they wouldn't lie to me. No, right. they had a link to an actual medical study, but who reads those? Uh, <laughs> Not the media. Yeah. But it turns out that uh, beards block 90 to 95% of UV rays, hmm. thus slowing the aging process and redu- reducing skin cancer. So, hmm. Hmm. so that's pretty awesome, I think. It is, yeah. Yes. And, you know, the thicker your beard is, which is now why I'm going with the crazy homeless guy thing, but you know, <laughs> it keeps in the moisture, so it keeps your face looking younger. Yeah, right. You can also keep a snack in there. Right. (laughs) Yes. That's right, because it also keeps out, you know, the harmful bacteria that can get in because there's this furry thing there. Right. (laughs) Right. Or retain snacks. (laughs) Which, in my new diabetes ass, uh, means, oh, no, I found a piece of celery in that beard. Yummy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I found the inf- the entire fifth doctor in my beard and I stole the parsley <laughs> off of his coat. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, we never discussed uh, the day of the doctor to be uh, our last podcast. No, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. I have a feeling uh you did not enjoy it, and the reason I have that feeling is because I enjoyed it. And for some reason on this show, we tend to be classically opposite. No, um, no, I, I actually, 
I enjoyed it. I think uh, for me, it was one of those things that's also classic, like uh, too much hype, right? And I think that yeah, yeah, the hype machine was insane. And I'm not saying that it doesn't live up to it. It was I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I just uh, I don't know. I I liked I liked some of the mystery, and so some of the mystery is now gone. Because right. of what happens in the show, right. and aside aside from that, like it, it seems kind of it's going to be kind of strange because part of who the doctor is is because of that particular event in his life, and now that it's changed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess I'm getting a little too deep, but I, I really found it to be entertaining, and uh, I mean having uh, Matt Smith and uh, it, what's his name? David Tennant. David Tennant. Thank you. Yep. Having the two of them together was hilarious. I thought so too. Yeah. I liked I liked their well. introduction scene, but I liked that it was beyond that they continued to be uh interesting and play off each other the whole time. Yeah. Did you actually watch the uh webisode? The prequel to the day of the doctor? I saw um are you talking about the one that has Paul McGann from the Yeah, I did watch that. Right, and he goes to the witches. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I had actually seen the old Tom Baker episode that originally had um that planet and those witches in it. Oh, okay. Um which was uh a pretty classic episode. It that would be not a bad one to watch if you were going to try to go back and watch some of the old classic Doctor Who. Um, hmm. And I like, I guess, um, spoiler alert, but I like that uh, Tom Baker has a uh, has a cameo in it as well. That was very enjoyable. Yeah, I figured you did. Like that, That I guess that was lost to me because I haven't watched those. But, sure, yeah. Um, it's kind of, uh, I recently had someone uh, in my Facebook feed ask, like, you know, okay, this Doctor Who thing is really popular so where do i start Mm -hmm. so i want to check it out and people um and then i also have another friend who kind of said the same thing to me like uh over the phone um and so he didn't ask me for any advice but he started out in 2005 and that was sort of when everyone else said you know the christopher eggleston like the reboot Mm -hmm. and uh it's interesting because i was a little bit worried when uh, my friend said he started there because those were pretty low budget. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I absolutely love uh, Eggleston as yes. the Doctor, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, but those episodes are definitely paced differently, and uh, I think if I were to like recommend the show, I don't know if I'd recommend you start there, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's funny because he has recently made it to David Tennant, and he's like, "Oh, I like Eggleston better." And I was like, it gets better. I'm like the tenant years get better eventually. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting just because uh, my wife, I started her out just selfishly because um, I think when she was visiting me in Michigan, when we were still when I was still there, uh, the second. Um, Matt Smith, like, uh, oh, because we probably have to split episodes into two sections. 
uh, now we can't just play 1 through 13. We have to have a break in between. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mid-season finale right. for Ray. Uh, yeah. I think she came to visit me, like, right when the next ones were going to start. So I said, yeah, I want to watch this show, so why don't you... Here, let's, that's what we'll do tonight and the next couple nights is we'll catch you up. And she's like, Doctor Who is like a real popular show. It's been on for years. You can't just start me out. I'm like, actually, I can because the Doctor regenerates. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> she is like, she was very hesitant, but she totally got into it. And so I find now that we go back and we watch the old ones, like, she knows the Doctor. So like, mm-hmm. she's like, this Christopher Edison guy is weird, but. He's also the doctor, so she enjoys the show, right? Sure, right. And so, like everybody else in the universe, she loves Rose. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So then, um, yeah, so I was like, it's it's interesting to see where people are starting and uh, where they end up. Because he, like I said, my friend doesn't like David Tennant. And my <laughs> wife is like, oh, I like him better. You know? Yeah, so sure. Everyone has their doctor. Sure. Yeah, I think... Um, uh, I think I like David Tennant um, it, the best as an actor playing the Doctor of the of the three, the three in the modern era. Um, but I wish that some of the production value and some of the writing was better for his episodes um, because I think he got he. I think he's got a lot of great episodes. Um, I like I love Blink, which. Uh, ironically doesn't have a lot of him in it. It does have him a bit of him in it. Um, I also really enjoy, um, uh, the two parter, the silence in the library two parter. Um, that one's really good. Uh, and that one does have a lot of him in it. Um, kind of doing his thing. Um, and there are a lot of other good kind of individual episodes. Some of the specials are good. Uh, waters of Mars is pretty good. Um, but I, but I feel like the writing got better with Matt Smith. Um, and yet I, I like Matt Smith a lot, but I just don't like his take on the doctor quite as much as I like David Tennant's for for whatever reason. I'm not sure exactly. I don't think I could even put my thumb on it necessarily. Um, but I started with the 2005, um, Chris Eccleston, uh, and I really liked, I really liked that. And, um, and I think while, while waiting for more to come out is when I started going back and, and then watching some of the classic ones, whatever was, was available on, on Netflix. And, uh, and you definitely have to get used to the different, the different pacing. I know I've talked about that before, but, um, but some of it, some of it can be fun just to see like what the history of the doctor was, what things were like when there were more time Lords, like when Gallifrey was a real thing. And like every once in a while, the, the, you know, the Gallifrey and high council would like hijack the doctor's TARDIS and tell him you're going here and you're doing this thing. And he'd be like, fine, whatever, leave me alone. (laughs) I'm going to install a randomizer in my TARDIS and you can't follow me. <laughs> so, uh, there's kind of some interesting stuff there. It, it's always like when the more you learn about his history, the more it's like, Oh, he, he kind of just wanted to run away, but at the same time, uh, he loves his, you know, he loves his people and he loves his planet. And so there's, there was sort of always this disconnect between, 
who the Time Lords were and who he is and where he's trying to go and and where they're trying to go and like you said there's there's that sort of culminating event of his life that has very much changed given the 50th um anniversary um that sort of characterizes his his you know the modern era doctor um so it will be interesting to see how the with the christmas special coming out a new regeneration happening um, it'll be interesting to see in the next season uh, what direction the show goes. Yeah, I, I think uh, for me, Tennant does serious really well, and the opposite, Matt Smith does comedy really well. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and they both they both do the uh, you know Tennant can do comedy and he's quite good at it, and Smith can do serious, but. I think that's where their power is. Like, yes. you know, ten, when Tenet gets serious, like, you're serious. You lean forward in your chair. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. so, and when Matt Smith does something completely silly, it's completely silly. Right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can that, you that talk would be without way, flapping your arms about? Yes. Yes. No. I, I enjoyed I, that a lot. I like John Hurt as the as the uh, the war doctor. Oh yeah, he was very good. He was, and then I mean that special had some good one liners, like you just said. But uh, for whatever reason, because we went back to Christopher Eggleston, <laughs> I I still I think like someone had posted like the top like the best lines from Doctor Who or whatever on some one of these like list websites. And I read the lines and I was like, oh, yeah, those, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's funny. And then when we went back, because my wife hasn't seen any of them except Matt Smith, and we started in 2005, I was dying when <laughs> Rose turns to Christopher Eggleston and says, you sound like you're from up north. And he's like, other planets have an up north. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just like, oh. I was like, that's good. That's a good one. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, I went back and, and rewatched um that first episode shortly after watching uh um Day of the Doctor because uh at the end when the uh war doctor starts regenerating, he talks he says something about how he hopes his ears are a little less conspicuous this time. <laughs> and I was like Oh, wasn't there something about... And so I went back and watched that first episode. And in the first episode, it's like he hadn't had a chance to see his new face yet. And so he yeah. like he looks in the mirror and he's like playing with his ears in the mirror. And it was a, it, that was a fun uh, little callback in there, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's uh, quite a few of them in there. And I felt like I didn't get half of them because I haven't watched all of the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, speaking of Matt Smith, uh, lo and behold, in my Tumblr feed today, I got to see his face twice. <laughs> One was a trailer for the upcoming Christmas special, a new trailer, and the second was his stage work. Did you ever see the film? American Psycho. I yes, I did at one time. 
Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Great film. I kind of been wanting to watch it again, but I don't think it's my wife's flavor. Movie. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know, know why. I would say that. Who doesn't love Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> uh, so um, he is in a theatrical production playing the lead character that Christian Bale is. And it looks like from the screen caps that I saw on this website, I'll uh, try to find the link again. It's a musical. And I was like, say what? <laughs> and it's Matt Smith. So I was like, wow, this is bizarre. Yeah. How exciting. So and Matt Smith is in American Psycho, which looks to be like a musical. Yeah. In the theater. Yeah. Hmm. It's probably playing over in London because they think all Americans are psychos. <laughs> <laughs> It's just renamed American Accent. American Accent. <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, recent documentary I saw, it made me think of it because we were talking about Americans. Um, ping Pong. <laughs> it's the simple name of the documentary, which is sad because I think there's like another film that's always bouncing around Netflix called Ping Pong Playa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some other ping pong related films but this one was simply called ping pong because the, that's what the folks at the BBC decided to name it sadly uh, <laughs> but I found it on Netflix and it's a documentary about the ping pong championships for people over 80 wow and so they follow these people and I mean when the movie started they're like in Germany and this little old lady who's uh, chin is into her chest and like one shoulder is higher than the other she's like carrying this book and I'm like okay so she's going to show us like pictures of her husband who is a good player no it's her and she's like <laughs> showing these pictures and the award she's gotten and she's like yeah pretty much when I show up they all like go oh no she's here because they know I'm going to beat their asses <laughs> and I was like holy cow she's talking trash and she's like 87 <laughs> so uh, it was a fun film to watch just to watch these older people play and I mean, you think ping pong, it gets kind of scary when you watch it at the Olympic level. Yeah. So you're like, but these are old people and they got moves. Let me tell you, um, I, I will say that it's sort of like women's tennis where it's a little more strategy and not about the ace, like 110 mile per hour serve. (laughs) Uh, but that's not in every case because they also follow an American who's over 80. And of course she's from Texas. And of course she like pretty much dominates because uh, we are obnoxious Americans. And of course, like she'll watch, like she watches this little cute little old lady from Australia. Who's a champion who at this point in her life can't move. So she can stand up. So she just stands in the middle of the table and then reaches with the paddle and she's, at the championship level. That's how wow. good she is yeah. in one position. And so, of course, the American watches her. And she's like, they don't even make her get the ball when they get off the table. She's got them all licked. Like, they just get it for her. She's like, <laughs> I'm going to beat her easy. Because then she just, like, serves to where the lady can't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean old American. But 
It's so funny because I'm watching this and I was like, are they going to follow American? Are they going to follow American? And then I was like, oh, she's from Texas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was funny because I joke, sorry, Texans, you're cool. I swear. Uh, <laughs> but she's actually, it sounds, her accent is really thick and she's actually Austrian. And so I don't wow. know, like, she moved to America or not. So it's just <laughs> kind of funny that she's uh, this uh, ass-kicking Texan <laughs> in world championship ping pong. And uh, she's actually Austrian. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was entertaining. I didn't read the whole film for you, I don't think. But, uh, yeah. Obnoxious America, yay! <laughs> it was it was like, how stereotypical can we be? Let's see. Oh, here's like a champion from Texas. I'm like, no, please stop. <laughs> and my wife is just like looking at me. She's like, mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't see them following a Canadian champion at all. So boom. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone over eighty here still plays hockey. That's that's right. Exactly. <laughs> they might be the goalie, but they still play. That's right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, you were talking about Canadian TV shows earlier, and I was trying to come up with uh, some flavor of Law and Order that would be appropriate for Canada. Be like, you know. Law and Order Maple Syrup Theft Unit or something like that. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> no, the crime is like a missing hockey stick, right? <laughs> right, exactly. In the criminal justice system. <laughs> <laughs> There are those who have the hockey sticks, and there are those who take the hockey sticks. <laughs> the, the, the law and order is just really like two guys that walk around the street and tell homeless people, you know that you have health coverage, right? You can go get that looked at right now, like for free. Yeah. <laughs> this is in America. <laughs> right. I think I complained about it on a previous episode, but uh, one of my wife's favorite shows, which we oh, don't get to see anymore because we got rid of cable, darn, uh, is called Murdoch Mysteries, and it's like uh, a time period piece, like, I don't know, like 18, 1900s, and it takes place in Toronto, and he's just this like clever detective who's like part MacGyver and... <laughs> parts who knows but uh you know it's one of those shows where, like he happens to know everything he needs to know sure right well you know mcguffin is my brain yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> there's some crazy people doing these things called photographs there's silver nitrate in that we could probably trust <laughs> right okay. yep yeah yeah, they're, they're Hand me that just... baby powder over there. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm looking up his fingerprints. I, di I didn't complain about that. That's a good rant if I still have it in me. My, <laughs> my wife was playing this Sherlock Holmes game on her Xbox. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how cool my wife is. She has an Xbox. Uh, Sweet. 
I mean, she's a girl. So. An Xbox One or an Xbox One? <laughs> I know that's confusing, right? <laughs> Hello. I have an Xbox 360, so mine must be better. No, no. Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if they're marketing it in France as the Xbox. Oh. <laughs> 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 right because in, in mexico don't have a, in mexico they just call it uno and it's made of cards <laughs> yeah i've had this for years you guys had to wait because that's a mexican accent wow <laughs> it's a bit tex-mex maybe <laughs> I, was, I was losing my voice and talking it's the best hillbilly voice i've ever done <laughs> Oh, she's playing this uh, Sherlock game, and it's like, what was it? Sherlock Holmes and the, uh, I don't know, Temple or Tempest or, I don't know. <laughs> the Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder why it didn't seem right. Why is he carrying a whip? <laughs> I think that boulder's going to hit us. <laughs> Run, Sherlock! Uh, it was this horrible game. And it was like, what I figured out is, I at one point she was cheating. Uh, she was using the internet to get through some parts that were a little bit sketchy, and I don't blame her one bit. I sure. I have gone to those depths before, but this game was poorly made, mm-hmm. and so you had to do this almost. And I went to the page while she was playing it because the game was making me crazy and I needed something to do. And it turns out that this game was originally a PC game. So it was like a mouse, like point and click kind of adventure game. And then uh, whoever the company is ported it over to the Xbox because, hey, Microsoft, we can do that. Yeah. And so literally, you, you know, you're not controlling any of the action. You're just sort of like, mousing around with your awesome xbox controller uh and clicking on things on the screen and what was the worst thing about this game was every other game maker in the entire universe knows that when there's something that you should do and you're not doing it you simply have like the character on the screen say i don't know that doesn't work like when you're trying to put two puzzle pieces (laughs) together and then when you screw up again, it just has a text message on the screen that says, didn't work, doesn't work, try again. But not this game. So every time my wife did something, like she's supposed to be uh, examining a dead body. Sure. So they literally give you like the tools, like here's a scalpel, here's uh, you know this. And so it's gruesome to begin with. And now, uh, like Sherlock's like, I can't do that. And so then she clicks on something else. I can't do that. So I'm sitting there like trying to read a book or whatever. And all I hear is, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I need something. I need something. (laughs) It was just like, what the heck? Make it a text message on the screen. that I'm going to kill someone if he says he needs something again. It was awful. That game. (laughs) What was funny was I was reading the, um, the Wikipedia or whatever, this entry about the game, and they were talking about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is so awful. I'm reading about this game that I detest that I've never played. 
wow, what has become of me? And then I got to this part and I started laughing. And so then I had to go sit with my wife and endure the game a little longer because I knew she was almost done with it and she hadn't told me yet. But there's a part in the game where uh, because you're Sherlock Holmes and you need clues, uh, who do you need to get clues from in one portion of the game? Uh, Toby the Bloodhound. So the game gives you control of the Bloodhound and then you have to go like sniff doors and stuff. <laughs> and, and so I'm like... <laughs> and so then Sherlock is like, good dog, Toby, if you do something right. And so he says that like a hundred million times. <laughs> but it was just like, I couldn't wait for that part. And my wife's like, okay, what do I do? What's going on? I'm like, you're the dog. She's like, what? And all of a sudden, <laughs> she was the dog. I was like, what an awesome game. Like, you get to be Sherlock Holmes, Watson, and a dog. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. It's our next career. We can be voice actors for a really bad game. Perfect. I can't do that. I need something. (laughs) Stoli, what do you do? (laughs) Every time she got like samples back in the lab, (laughs) she would have to like analyze them with these like tools and like she would click because she's like, okay, analyze everything. And she'd click the box to get out of this section of the game. Like, I need something. So she wasn't done. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, make them stop. <laughs> yeah. It, and then you look at like uh, the stupid like NBA uh, 2K11 that I play like all the time, even though it's like four <laughs> years old now. And those commentators still say things that I'm like, what? How'd you know that? Right. They're like, sick days with the three-point shot. Whoa, look at that wallpaper behind him. I'm like, how do they know? <laughs> I don't have my Kinect hooked up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those... Uh, actually, uh, speaking of NBA 2K, uh, one of the... I think I retweeted someone recently, but uh, <laughs> the newest versions on the Xbox and the Xbox Uno... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And the PlayStation 4 um, to promote, uh, I think it's to promote a little more respect and decorum when you're playing online. Uh, you can get a technical foul if you swear while playing one of these games. Really? Yeah, uh, I saw a YouTube clip and this guy's like playing uh, NBA 2K15 or 14 on his uh, Xbox yeah. One and he's like, it's something happens and he swears and then the game says technical foul. <laughs> and so then the other team got some free shots and it's like, what? Wow. And yeah. And there was this post and yeah, I guess it's true. Like they're trying to promote uh, <laughs> a better environment to play online with your friends. Yeah, so sure. You get a technical foul. I guess you can turn it off if anyone's listening as $700 <laughs> they spent on one of those devices. <laughs> right. So, Oh, yeah, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I spent $500 for my device to tell me not to swear anymore. I know, right? There's some poor Tourette's man right now who's like, I hate this game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That's where my brain went. Like, I'm sure there's nobody on, like, the NBA 2K team that was like, what about people with Tourette's? They won't be able to play our game now. (laughs) <laughs> that's right 
Sick days. Your sensitivity, coach. (laughs) 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 But I'm the Orlando Magic, and I'm playing against the Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) I should be winning in all these technical fouls. It just like won't go. You you commit too many technical fouls, and all your players have fouled out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like that'd be an interesting thing. Now, do they have like a, a setting for them? Yeah, yeah. You've lost the game. <laughs> but then there's still- a cheat code that attributes the technical fouls to the computer team instead of your team. Ooh, I like that. Also, you should probably win against the Seattle Supersonics because they're a non-existent team. <laughs> right, exactly. I think you should be winning by a lot. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, I used to play um, back in my Super Nintendo days. I had, uh, I think we actually had a conversation about this on Twitter with uh, with Dan. Um, but... Uh, NFL Madden 94 and it had uh, Barry Sanders was still playing so uh, I of course always played with the Lions and I had uh, Barry Sanders and uh, and Herman Moore and I think Scott Mitchell as the quarterback um, so the quarterback wasn't particularly great but you had Barry Sanders and it was one of it was in the era of game where like they were still trying to figure out how to get the individual player settings right. And so Barry Sanders was so fast in that game that if you could get a good dodge and get through the line, nobody was ever going to catch you after that. So you could like, (laughs) just like do laps around the field and just create further and further distance behind you and the other team. And then even, you know, rack up like 1700 yards to get a touchdown or something. (laughs) (laughs) It would be ridiculous, but it was, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun, but, uh, it being a Madden game, you of course had to live with the Madden commentary. And because it was a super NES cartridge, it didn't really have a ton of memory for, you know, a wide range of Madden quotes, Although it probably did cover the entire range of Madden quotes, um, at least at the time, because he added some more as he went on. But uh, but yeah, you you always had like, uh, and I I don't also don't have a very good uh, Madden impression, um, but it was something <laughs> along the lines of like, we all know he's got a cannon for an arm. But sometimes you got to put a little touch on it. Like he's trying to give you a little bit of like advice for playing the game in addition to um in addition to it being Madden commentary. Now that is big time football, you know. It's just like there's only 10 of them in the entire game. And uh and you would just hear them over and over again <laughs> as you're playing the game. You'd, you'd get to this point where you're like, I'm just going to set the quarter length to three minutes because I'm trying to play an entire season and I want to get through this without being nuts. <laughs> yeah, eventually I've I've turned off uh, the commentary on my NBA 2K10 because I, I, I still don't believe I've heard it all because there's been some crazy situations. But uh, mm-hmm. I now just listen to the music, which is now ingrained in my brain. It could be awful music, but I love it because I've played that game so much. In yeah. fact, my former roommate in Grand Rapids was like singing along the songs, like when I would play it in the living room. Sure. Like singing along. So yeah. I've been 
I've been wanting to like send like a playlist of that to him just to see him go. Why did Chris send me? The- oh yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even like rap, and he'd be like, "Oh, this song's cool." But, yeah, that's uh, so. Now those are stuck in my head. But when you get to commentary, uh, back to NBA games because uh, that's that's where I was. But uh, mm-hmm. NBA Jam was always a lot of fun. The two-on-two silly arcade game. Yep. Well, it must be probably six years ago, but they came out with uh, NBA Jam Extreme, right? Or something like that for the PlayStation 3. And so, of course, I went out and bought it. So I was like, awesome. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so when I I was working with you um, and I was still in the other editing suite, um, and I had an intern, Andrew, come in. Uh, Andrew, yep. the intern. He and I um, would just randomly, while we worked there on both computers editing, would just rattle off like NBA Jam commentary to each other. So just <laughs> out of the blue, like after lunch, we're both working on films, and I'd go, from the parking lot. <laughs> and he would just die laughing. Uh but yeah, they have some really good ones uh, in those NBA Jam games. <laughs> nice. My, my little brother has gotten. Uh, it, he's uh, he's becoming a connoisseur of older style games, and so uh, he has a um, he has a Nintendo sixty four, which unfortunately is older style now, I guess. And uh, <laughs> um, he's got Star Fox for it, of course. And so it has the same thing where, like, the secondary characters are always, like, trying to give you tips on how to play the game. <laughs> oh, so yeah. His, his, he's got, like, three quotes that he will just randomly come out with once in a while. And I played that game quite a bit, too. So he'll say them and I'll just crack up. He'll be like, Paul, do a barrel roll! <laughs> <laughs> At least it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. My NBA 2K game, like, these games, like I said, are so amazing now. Like, they show the actual arena, like, you're in Detroit. This isn't just a generic arena. Like, they've got Bob Lanier's name on the floor. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the fans are actually shouting, like, go Pistons. Or yeah, the, sure. You know, and so they put all this thought into these games. But then they have that stupid little character on the screen when I play the My Player version. Uh, comes up on the bottom, just like you said. Yeah. And so he'll say inspiring things or whatever. Yeah. But there's probably like 10. So he's like, right. Larry Bird once said, I'm like, I know, because he told me 17 times. <laughs> he said, shut up. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he said, shut it. <laughs> Get out. No soup for you. <laughs> That's one of the uh, NBA jam when you block somebody. <laughs> no soup for you. <laughs> I'm totally going to get that game out, and I'm going to write them all down so I can just randomly shout them during another episode of Montreal. Nice. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> and you write down all the ones you can remember. It'll be pretty random. And then we'll have a quiz on the website. Yeah, which was from which game? (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong. They were all quotes from the Bible. Uh. (laughs) Fox, smite your enemies! (laughs) 
<laughs> really? That's what the game says? That's <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's oh, like so- game book two, verse three. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> game which is right after job <laughs> which um, is right after job oh <laughs> 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 uh, yep yes good was, we were at the hour mark and I was like I really don't have anything to talk about because I didn't make <laughs> show notes yeah. And, and then we got the hour and like 40 mark. And I was like, oh, now it's getting good again. <laughs> We're hitting our stride. <laughs> We're hitting our stride. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an experiment. We should record at a different time and see if like we're at a different pace then. Yeah. That's a good, that would be a valid experiment to try sometime. We'll start recording at 11. <laughs> we'll just be too tired. <laughs> Hey, Chris, you want to wrap this up? (laughs) (laughs) I can't feel my eyeballs. (laughs) Oh, sleepy time. Nice. We'll call the show Montreal Sausage Slash. (laughs) (laughs) Montreal Sauce on Ice. I'm (laughs) on. That is funny. We'll just walk out to the center ice and put two chairs down (laughs) and tape a normal episode. What's the purpose of them being on ice? (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, that's what's the purpose? I was getting confused. And then I was like, now I want to go sit on my patio and do an episode. (laughs) We're like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I just wanted everyone to know that they're listening. Uh, It's minus 17 right now. (laughs) It'll make the show shorter. <laughs> it definitely will. <laughs> well, I think Chris died on the other end. <laughs> um, oh, I totally wish this was a video podcast. You could see the icicles on Chris's beard. <laughs> yeah. It uh, is, I, think, I think it is minus 17 right now. Minus 15. What do I know? Yeah, we're going to compare now. Yeah, well, you're going to be colder. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, we're in the we're in the positive. Well, I'm in although Celsius. you're Celsius, aren't yes. you? Yes. So we are. We would definitely be negative, but I don't know. Uh, what is it? You guys twenty? Yeah. Uh, it's twelve degrees. Ooh, twelve. Yes. Wow, you guys are definitely in the hole. Don't let, let's not publish this part of the podcast. I always tell people it's much warmer in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we never go below zero. Minus eleven. Ah, in wow. Celsius. Now I'm going to switch it back so I don't confuse myself because I'm an American and we don't understand the metric system. Yeah, it's weird. I always feel weird when I tell people things in like miles or uh, Fahrenheit, <laughs> just because I always preface it with "Sorry, I'm still using the imperial system," and then I'm like, "Why am I apologizing for being imperial?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm still using the imperial system, you rebel scum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pull out a blaster. 
out. Oh, sorry. No Jar Jar Binks impression. <laughs> no, That's a rule. It's the only one I'm, I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> you can swear, but Jar Jar, I'm going to bleep out. <laughs> I need to watch episode one again because I think at one point I used to have like a Wadi impression or whatever his name is. Right. The flying buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and the promising actor Jake Lloyd. Is it? Yeah, Jake Lloyd Wright. C three PO, we gotta go back. <laughs> oh. oh boy! Good. Yeah. I think it probably is time to call it since I've got a good two eleven of record time on my end. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's time to call it. And, uh, <laughs> I don't even I don't even think I prepared a chirp. So, nah, that's fine. We yeah. uh, <laughs> we um, you mentioned introducing ourselves <laughs> a nice way at the beginning, <laughs> and I always meant to come back to that and actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we'll just have to sign off. I'm nice the mask way. of Zorro. <laughs> I'm God at God on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry awful. about those comments about crazy Christians earlier. Yes, I love you all. You're like, you're like, you'd have to be like God underscore. G because God was already taken by someone else. <laughs> like, no, really, I'm the real one. Right, right. Oh, that's what you'd have to do. You'd have to do like the underscore real underscore God. <laughs> right. I would just be a programmer and do <clears throat> just plain underscore God. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds bad when you say it out loud, though. Oh. <laughs> you shouldn't underscore. Okay. Yeah. In, at sick days uh, at uh, app.net and Twitter and Cupcake and you know look around yeah. you'll find me somewhere well that's with K's though right yes S-I-K-K-D-A-Y-S oh cool I hope I don't have to spell yours it's five letters it's scary <laughs> it's tough yeah <laughs> yep I am uh, at Paul D so uh, at all of those same places <laughs> I managed to nab the same username at all at all of those same places. So, and if you have any questions that you need answers to, like uh, what your blood glucose level is or how many shoes I'm wearing, simply <laughs> at Montreal Sauce, all one word. <laughs> yeah, there you go. At my, you can follow the podcast at montrealsauce.com. dot com. I should That's probably true. hook up. Um, or yeah, MontrealSauce.com or at Montreal Sauce on uh, Twitter, and I should probably at some point actually hook up like uh, one of those RSS services that will tweet whenever you post episodes, so you could actually get notifications of new episodes through the Twitter as well if you wanted to. Because I know that those services still exist, and I believe they they still work despite Twitter trying to lock down the API as much as possible. So. Yeah, tell me about it. 
Yeah. My latest adventure was trying to get like my tweets to show in the sidebar of my website because that's important. Yep. Yep. And people need to see that. You can't do that anymore. You can yeah, if you go to yeah. Twitter and you download the. But what was interesting is then I started noticing it on like very popular websites and corporate websites, right? They're like, oh, yeah, like we're like the best like host house in the world. And oh, here's our Twitter feed because you care. And it doesn't work anymore because you're not using yeah. the official Twitter yep. widget. Yep. Yeah, I wrote one at one point for one of our clients that I I don't even know if it used the API proper. I think it used what used to be the RSS feed, which Twitter killed before the API. <laughs> before they killed the before they neutered the API, they just just plain killed the RSS feed, um, and so that wasn't usable anymore. And I think I migrated it to the JSON API at one point and I'm pretty sure that that doesn't work anymore either. So, yeah, I think that's dead. And I think the way that I'm doing it now, uh, is through someone else's magic, but I believe you can do it through PHP still. Probably means the old, I like juice, uh, like juice.com does not work anymore. <laughs> what was that? Malcolm? Yeah, it does not. <laughs> I like juice. <laughs> I'm going to have to pick that one up now, too. I own too many domain names, damn it. Do you own that one? I own too many domain names, damn it. <laughs> Is there a limit on how long they can be? I'm a domain name, not a doctor. Dot <laughs> <laughs> oh, com. Dot MD. Um, yeah, the uh, the old I like juice dot com uh, website uh, does not work properly anymore uh, because the tweet board itself. <laughs> I'm getting a nice PHP error on it right now. It says warning: invalid arguments applied for four each. Uh, oh no, I tweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. It's got your picture next to it, and it's a perfectly formatted PHP error. <laughs> Warning, invalid arguments applied for tweet in slash home slash chris slash brain dot php. <laughs> Online zero. Um, yeah, I'll have to take that down. <laughs> the latest episode of it, though, uh, which that part of it does still work because that's based on good old RSS. Uh, latest episode, I like Montreal sauce. Nice. Or Urs, as I like to call it. <laughs> or no one calls it. <laughs> as nobody calls it. Dude, yes. you got my Urs feed? What? Urs feed? Urs. I'll welcome you later with my Urs feed. <laughs> Thank you, Microsoft. 